in the back of a squadron. Yep. How traumatized does that have to be? Yeah, just unneeded shit for no reason. Yep. I think I think someone thought they had a promotion. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever told you guys this, but one time my my wife will attest to it. Like I actually, they actually had like security guards and shit like come up on me because I was returning bad fish at the supermarket. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Like. Wow. Like, you know, they pulled up and was like, is there a problem here? I was like, no, I'm just trying to get my fucking refund. The fish is rotten. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what, <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, uh, shit, man. I'm going to get to the comments in the section, but to your point, I've actually had a cop that was too busy running my tags uh, behind me. Meanwhile, in front of me, and this is New Year's Day, in front of me, there's a guy literally swerving from lane to lane, inside, outside lanes, cars beeping as they're trying to keep from hitting this guy. And the cop is so busy just running my tags. And when he couldn't get anything, he rolled off and went off otherwise, while the guy in front of me is still swerving between lanes. He didn't even pull him over <laughs> nothing. I'm like, really? What kind of bullshit is this? another episode of shoot this shit we are back for episode and i can't believe i'm about to say this episode 91 nine away from the 100 is it's a long time coming but man am i ever so excited to actually finally hit episode 100 but uh without further ado uh as oh as always with me my partner in crime mr two beards messing up intros what's up sir <laughs> nada nada hey everybody out there how's it going hope you're enjoying your weekend i'm not but <laughs> <laughs> oh man there was no topics for today man yeah yeah but going off the cuff going off the cuff i know it but special our first guest of 2022 which is crazy because we used to have guests all the time but then covid came in yeah that's another thing. But <laughs> our first guest on the show for this year, BYB. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BYB, definitely a, a listener to the show and also with our first guest of 2022. Uh, hope you have fun tonight. Definitely, definitely. It's going to be interesting. It's a lot of um, negative stuff and news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. For it. Oh man, I said foolishness, but this is really some foolishness, especially when we get into the uh, what the fuck of the week. Wow, I don't kink shame, but wow. Oh. <laughs> oh man, oh man, Elden Ring, man. Has have any of y'all played the new Elden Ring game, man? Not shit. I still got I still got a bunch of other games in my back catalog I gotta finish first. Oh, okay, okay. Before how, even I touch something like that. Okay. How about you, BYB? You play Elder Rings that your type of game? Do you play games? Uh, uh check this out. So I did a week off of work, I switched jobs recently. I bought a Nintendo Switch. I played that game the whole week. When I went back to work, 
it collected dust. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of on the back burner for games right now. I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. So a lot of stuff out there, man. A lot of hate for Elden Ring, man. A game that I guess because it's po- is people just hate stuff that's popular, man. I guess that's, that's the, the way, man. That's the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's going to take us to our first topic. Uh, the most popular of them all, <laughs> Mr. Juicy. But before we get to Mr. Juicy, <laughs> before we get to Mr. Juicy, let me real quickly go through this monologue real quick. It'll be quick and fast, and it'll be a little bit, um, what's the word? I guess you could say um, boring, because this is a topic that everybody's always heard. But today's monologue and subject of the monologue is going to be don't give up. That's right, folks don't give up and i'm going to tailor it around myself as an example uh just so that you you understand don't give up in today's society in today's world everything is is uh i guess you could say pioneered or led by social media by entertainment moguls and so forth the the idea for a youth today is probably to be an influencer a streamer something you know in a social uh network of of jobs uh, because it seems like it's one the easiest job and two uh, the one that pays the most but um, of course like the NFL or any other sports or anything else just because you know you can make a video you can make a podcast you can play a game doesn't mean that you're going to become big and there's a lot of people <laughs> similar to a lot of I hate to say it, but blonde white women who go to Hollywood with the chances of being a star you find out that you're a dime a dozen so <laughs> so uh, just understand that um, even if you stream and you do a lot of the other stuff you know you're 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 competing with hundreds if not thousands hundreds of thousands of people who, who want the same thing that you want and you may not find your audience. You may not find. Uh, you may not. You may find an audience and just never be as big as you want to be, right? Where you get, you have the planes and the jets and all the money. But understand this too: um, not everybody can deal with popular with um, being famous, having somebody and groups of people watching your every move, going through your trash, uh, <laughs> taking pictures consistently, um, following you everywhere you go. A lot of people can't deal with that kind of stuff. So, be happy. Never give up on a dream, because even though you may not obtain it in this life, you may obtain it in the next. Who knows, right? Uh, look at all the the millions and millions and millions upon uh, millions of videos and memes, uh, or videos that became memes later on, that they never really got their due until much later, right? When people finally discovered it, and they're like, "Oh, I get you," <laughs> and then you know you blow up and come viral and become you know all over the place. So. Never give up, even if you don't get don't get the dream. Never give up. We're small. We're not talking to millions of fans, but you know what? I still put it out for the people. As long as I always say on this podcast, as long as I have one listener, we'll we'll put up a video, you know, for them. So never give up, you know, even if you don't hit your dreams. And remember, if you don't get it, it may be it may not be right for you. And that 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 pretty much concludes the easiest monologue of any week. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. No, no, fuck, no, no, fuck, no, nice. No, no, no. We, we getting it juicy. <laughs> <laughs> we getting it juicy. That's that's what we want to get into. All, all about it's all. It's not about you and your my love, people. It's all about this whole episode is going to be about juicy. 
We, we Jesse Smollett, for those who don't know, don't don't know the, this hood name. This guy who, okay, for those who don't know, who've been living under a rock, Jesse Smollett is one of, I think, like six or seven kids that all do acting. Uh, the Smollett family is very big, uh, and they all do acting. And uh, he was on the show um, Empire, which was on Fox Big Show. Um, and, you know, he had a nice career. He was getting paid money. Hell, they probably were going to probably give him a spinoff. Um, he was a popular character. So uh, Jesse, for whatever reason, one day um, reported a hate crime where he said people in MAGA hats came up to him, caused, called him a whole bunch of stuff, beat him up, put a rope around his neck. And uh, when the police came and he still saw the rope around your neck, they're like, why is the rope around his neck? No one knows. He was just eating, you know, a subway uh, hoagie and, you know, doing whatever Jesse does. And um, he's like, yeah, it was maggot people. They were screaming out a whole bunch of hate crimes because I was gay and black and blah, blah, blah. And then after we started looking into more and more and more and more, and they started digging, they found out that the whole thing was a hoax. Um, he was found guilty for staging the hate crime uh, against himself <laughs> and, of course, lying. And at first, you know, when he first got ridiculed, they were going to let it go. But a new DA came into the state and was like, nah, Jesse, you need to do some time. So they brought it back and brought charges to him. And what did Jesse get for all of this? 150 days in jail. That's right, folks. 150 days. Not even a year. Not even not, <laughs> not even six months. I mean, not even, excuse me, not even like three months, six months. He's getting 150 days. Yeah, that's about six months. But, and uh, like, what else? Like community service? And yeah, like a, yeah. And some, some fines, fines yeah. It's a slap on the wrist for somebody like him, man. Jesse, being Jesse, of course, couldn't go out without, you know, making a scene as we see. As we're about to see right now, let's 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 listen to uh, what Jesse uh, Smollett has to say about his hearing. Let's go. Jesse, Your Honor, that I am uh, I am not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Mr. Uche. So if, if, if we were to believe what Jesse just said, um, basically, yeah, he's that he's not suicidal and he believes he's going to be the next Epstein. <laughs> he's going to be the next <laughs> Epstein because evidently they're going to kill him in, in jail for, you know, $150. For, you know, for <laughs> 150 days, they're going to kill him and make it look like a suicide because he believes he's the next Epstein. So I'm going to start off with you, Beers, first. Um, the man says he's innocent, so evidently the Hollywood mafia set him up, beat him up, put a rope around his neck, told him not to take the lynch, you know, the lynch around his neck, and uh, to hold it there for the cops to come up while he enjoyed his Subway uh, sandwich. So he says he's innocent, he didn't do any of this, and evidently there's a group, a shadow organization that's setting up, sent him up for uh, death within jail. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? <laughs> 
unless he has like a, a bunch of information that with um get a bunch of people uh, in high places in trouble, like he has no reason to fear um being taken out inside the prison. So like I I don't know like um the whole narcissist thing that they that a lot of people say that he that he has it, it just came out came out full to me there. Like I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna re, do a replay of how dumb that whole crime was, or the the crime that he said that happened to him, because none of it makes sense, especially like uh in Chicago when that part of Chicago. But but it's what it's whatever. He he has 150 days uh in jail. He should be able to just coast by that as long as he doesn't do anything stupid and like uh get out do his community service, pay his fines, and he can get right back to like trying to restore his acting career. Okay, do okay, do. Fair assessment. All right, BYB, you're our guest. What's your thoughts on Juicy? <laughs> All right, so Juicy really ticked me off with this one. Um, I've been a big fan of Juicy. I'm not going to lie. I was an Empire fan. But when this story came out, I knew Juicy was a damn lie. So um, when he got busted, you know, I paid no more attention to it. And then I'm getting ready for work this morning and I see this fool on the news. So I turn the TV up and I hear his monologue and I'm like, it seems like he was acting or almost like you just said, he's a narcissist or something. It just didn't seem real. I feel like Terrence Howard should have called this man or something. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Juicy, you know, Juicy, you didn't have to do this, man. I mean, you should have. Somebody need to talk to him because something. It, I think the man has some kind of mental illness or something that needs to be checked. So, yeah, Juicy, you messed up, dog. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent. Like he was acting. Oh man. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, 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 what's he trying to say? Like, I don't understand. So, is there some shadow organization that's really after this guy? Like, it makes no sense. Like, what does he? What does Jesse Smollett know that nobody else knows? Is it is, 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 is it what BYB said? Is it Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard was talking about alternate dimensions or something, and he was there and he figured it out. So Terrence Howard did this. He's like, "Don't leak the uh, the Empire movie. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can't have the script going out early. <laughs> you gonna ruin it for the fans?" <laughs> oh man! Then, then he does this whole Epstein talk about. I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. If I die, it wasn't me. I'm not suicidal. I'm like, okay, dude, dude, you're doing 150. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know anything that happened to Joe, but dude, you're you're doing 150 days, man. Yeah, I guarantee. Like I, like, I guarantee you, he re, he rehearsed that whole thing before he went mm -hmm. to court. Mm -hmm. Oh hell yeah, mm -hmm. I guarantee. <laughs> oh, I, the problem with Juicy is, the problem with Juicy is that he's a little too pretty, and he knows what's going to happen when he gets. <laughs> that's not gonna happen to the uh that's not gonna happen to the gay tupac in prison oh man you that's, never know man it's not going down you never know you never know man, hey. shout out shout out to juicy <laughs> yep i feel bad for his sister man yeah agreed i apologize Spears. what were you going to say you oh no 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 y'all got uh basically everything i was going to say oh okay 
Yeah, man. Every interview, she got to talk about her brother. That's got to be yeah. horrible. Word. <laughs> How do you fake a freaking hate crime on yourself? Like, what's the point of that? Like, what were you trying to do? You trying to bring awareness to something? Like, it was in the morning. I was going to get Subway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if we really pay attention to it, Dave Chappelle solved this case a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. How do you keep the noose? If somebody got you, and this was the first flag, if somebody put a noose around your neck and dragged you across, you know, building the building, when you go back to your house, why are you keeping the noose around your neck? Sitting there eating freaking Subway. <laughs> That's the performative stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, real, quick, real quick, I'm going to give a special shout out to uh, Zesco and GNS in chat. Welcome, welcome. Thank you all for joining us. What's up, chat, GNS? So. What up, peeps? <laughs> and we'll move on uh, to our uh, second topic, which is uh, racism. Mm. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz America. Uh, yeah pretty much America Zoe Kravitz originally came out earlier and talked about how um, she auditioned for a small role in uh, Nolan's uh, Dark Right not uh, ah, uh, Dark Knight and uh, she was turned away uh, basically they said um, she was too urban <laughs> with whatever that means we all know what that means but yeah. you know by saying you know without saying that you're black you're black um, later on, of course, she later upgrade updated her uh, post. Uh, she went. She wanted to say, I did not mention this to point any fingers or make anyone seem racist, namely Chris Nolan, the film's producers, or anyone on the casting team, because I truly do not believe anyone meant any harm. I simply was giving an example of what it was like to be a woman of color in the industry at that time. So, of course, she kind of recants it to uh, try to. Lessen the blow and, uh, you know, lessen the blow back, you could say, of it. Um, but we we all know what this is. I'm going to start with you, BYB. What's your thoughts on this? Can't say I'm an expert on this subject, but I'm going I'm to speak on it like this. Um, I'm 43 years old and I'm sick of racism <laughs> in every shape, form, or fashion because it's a cancer. It eats at you. It makes you angry. It'll drive you crazy. I know it exists and it's in our face every day, but I'm just to the point in my life, I'm sick of it. And I don't want nobody around me who is racist. Yeah, we can talk about it and yeah, we can come up with some solutions to fix it, but I just feel like this is never going to end. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. We see it every day in life. It's in the media. It's in the news. I'm just, it's, Racism is not one of my best subjects to get me wild round up on because I will go off. So I'm gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> well, plan to plan to go off because we got another topic. <laughs> <laughs> Real oh, quickly, shit. chat. Uh, well said, though. Well said. <laughs> Real quickly, chat. GNS says journey is fine. Uh, happy Friday, everyone from Zez. And uh, Zoe's the least urban woman in Hollywood, which is what I was going to get into, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Beers, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, man, it's it's dumb shit, man. Like, um, as uh, said by uh, BYB earlier, it, it's it's something that, that's been going on forever. It's, it's something that, like, 
like uh, we constantly get pumped and feed feed it uh feed through to our system twenty four seven. Like even that um that dumb idiot film critic who actually counted the amount of uh white good actors as opposed to white to black good actors that was in the film uh, and, I, and i'm just like what the fuck does that have to do with your uh, critique of the film but yeah we all know what the, the term urban means like um i just hope personally that it wasn't that wasn't something that came down from nolan that it was one of his uh the the people the who sit in, yeah like that it came from one of them was just a fucking idiot on his staff or something like that okay though that's fair enough I'm going to go into a little bit of what Zesco was saying in terms of urban, right? Um, I don't know what urban means to other people, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Colorism is a thing in Hollywood. And when I look at somebody like Zoe Kravitz, um, immediately to my head, I don't think urban. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm, as, as a person who has to, had to deal with the paperback test and who is very light-skinned and has had his uh, quote-unquote blackness challenged, because I unfortunately have a lot of uh, Caucasian uh, recessive genes, uh, even though both my parents are black, I, I inherit it and all those recessive genes. So I look like uh, I'm a mixed baby. <laughs> I will say that um, um, as my other fellow light-skinned uh, sister over here, when I look at her, like to me, in most cases, I think she could have passed as white more so than black in most cases, right? So when you use the term, she's too urban, like that confuses me overall right because I, I just look at a person I'm like like that's not the first thing that comes to my mind right <laughs> but mm -hmm. but aside from all of that the saddest part of the whole thing is that she had to go and update her facebook to say oh i did not mention this to point fingers and just to lessen the blow just so that she doesn't take any type of blow from it why is it you as a black woman in hollywood who's felt the who's actually felt racism feels the need that you have to apologize to the other people who are not of your race to make them feel comfortable. This is something that I'm sick and tired of hearing. Um, she should be able to express her feelings, whether she felt that way or not, and, and move on and not be, you know, persecuted for, for having those thoughts. How else yep. are you supposed to take your, your urban how else are you supposed to take that as a person? And I'm not saying that Nolan is racist, but let's look at most of Nolan's uh, films. He's from he's from what Britain, London, over there somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere over in Europe. Most of his movies are do not have black leads. The one movie I could think of offhand that did have a black lead was Ten Tenet, which had Washington Son, uh, Denzel Washington Son, and it. But that's it. Most of his movies are mostly white casts. So I'm not saying that he's racist, but I, I'm not saying I'm calling a spade a spade, but at least from what I can look at <laughs> and what she says, that's what, Corey, that's what comes to my mind. You know, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's, that's the optics that I see. You know, when I look at the movies, the casting in his movies, and then I hear her comments, but that's just me, right? Not everybody shares that, but that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying he's 100% a racist. He just may want to make films that are people like him, you know, just like if I got into filmmaking and I wanted to make more black films, you know, it doesn't mean I'm racist. I just want to make black films. And he, he's, he has every right to do it. But, <laughs> but, but, but do not, not, not cast a person, especially for a small role, because they're urban. That right there is just, it's just, it's just shit. Especially for a movie that 
that doesn't even matter if you have white or black people because it's a fucking comic book and you can have mm-hmm. people of any race, sex, whatever in it. It's a fucking comic book. You literally have a man that calls himself the penguin. Exactly. In this universe. <laughs> in this universe. <laughs> you have a <laughs> you have a, a man crocodile <laughs> in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Who, who watches BET? Remember that? He watches yes. BET. He's gotta have mm-hmm. his BET. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. So let's go into the chat. Um Oh my, Zesco has been very fiery in chat right now. Let me see what it says. Um, uh, I got the least urban highway. Uh, because it is our responsibility to make them feel comfortable, Zesco says, we have to bend and forgive. Uh, we have to be the bigger person and turn the other cheek. It's what we've done for a long, for so long that it's suspected. But the most recent generations are like, nah, fuck that. You're going to have to pay because we call you out on your uh, on your ish, which is 100 percent true. And you know what? I don't blame him, which is very Zesco brings up a very good point. Right. I mean, you're always, as especially at least I was always taught, you know, as a black man, you know, to um, always apologize, turn the other cheek. What would Jesus do? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always thought that. So when people, even when I grew, went to school and I was the only black person in school and I used to get called so many wonderful names uh, and had to endure so many wonderful topics that I had to change myself, at least in that group, you know, to better fit their, you know, issues. Um, and I've, I've had to do that in the work experience and so forth. And I agree. A lot of these young kids now are like, fuck it, dude. We're just going to call you out on that shit. And uh, we're going to get you, uh, quote unquote, canceled <laughs> via social media. Well, I mean, that's usually what they do. But uh, any takes on uh, at least what Zesco said with the um, always having to uh, apologize and turn the other cheek? I'll leave it up to oh, no, she wants to talk. No, no, she's absolutely right. For the most part, um, people want us to basically just like uh, just shut up and like um, stay in our place, basically. No matter what that happens. And yeah, I'll add so. one more thing to that. Most of our lives is spent code switching. Like, um, I mean, whether it's work out in the world, school, anything is they call us renegades and savages, but really we're a peaceful people. So we expect the same back, man. That's all I got to say about that. 100%. Dude, good. 100%, 100%, man. Code switching is one of the biggest things that we have to do. It's so fucking insane. But yeah, man, 100% on that. And to you, with your comment, said Beard, which to your comment, shut up and dribble. Yep, That's the best much. way. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of comic books, um, there's this thing going around that basically uh, comic book movies aren't actually good movies. <laughs> They're not actual mm-hmm. movies. Uh, we've heard it from so many, so many directors and actors. Hell, Ethan Hawke, who made fun of comic book movies, is now in a comic book TV show, Moon Knight, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny because he he blew it all up. But uh, we have one defender. Checking all fucking good about it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got that check came in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a savior, though. Samuel L. Jackson. Of course, you, you know, everybody knows Samuel L. Jackson. He plays uh, Nick Fury in the uh, Marvel comic movies uh, while he was on The View. He said, uh, movies are movies. Uh, those are the movies that I went to see when I was a kid. And the artistry of making a movie is something that was a mystery for so long. 
Um, making movies is no longer a mystery, uh, as the public has more access to technology and can even make films on smartphones. So it's easy for them to dismiss it only because people aren't going to see their movies. It's like we've dumbed it down, but that's always been the case. Uh, you know, it's like when you were younger, people went to go see cowboy movies and they went to go see superhero movies of another ill. They had superheroes on television. When you told a serious story, yeah, you find a niche audience, same thing still happens. People go to movies to make themselves feel better and get out of their uh, daily existence. So I I agree with a lot of stuff that uh, Samuel L. Jackson says. Just like, you can't, like, everybody wants to say, oh, comic book movies is so dumbed down. It's not, it's not cinema, you know. It's not Scorsese <laughs> or some other, you know, cinema movies that, you know, people will ever, you know, people go and make. But um, you could get cinema, you could get cinema and great acting out of something that's not necessarily a um, film noir or what's the word, you know, uh, a period piece or, you know, like one of these artsy fartsy movies, you know, that Scorsese makes and all these other people make like movies, movies are entertainment. Yes, there's a lot of bad movies like Venom. (laughs) Sorry, Genus. Right, but people get out of it what they want to get out of it, right? I'm not saying that all are all freaking comic book movies are Shakespeare, but I'm not gonna lie to you. You go back and look at a movie like Logan. Logan to me is art. <laughs> it's not you know the artsy fartsy art, but it's still art to me. Um, I'll go start off with you, Beards. What's your thoughts on uh, this whole disdain for comic book movies? Oh, he said it. He said it perfectly. And you know, like I've, I've. This has always got my fucking goat all the time. It's like, um, it like if it's shot on film, it 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 it, it um it has all the uh the rules of the film. Then it's a fucking film. Just because you don't like the material or the genre, that that doesn't take it away from being an actual film. And it this is always the thing that happens too. It's like whatever is popular at the time, like the the people who aren't getting that same shine. All of a sudden, start to, to hate at what's at the uh, hate what's at the top of the list, and I I know it kills a lot of people inside that that comic book movies make more money than like uh have been making more money than than tons of uh movies have seen in this seen throughout the the whole history of uh filmmaking and that that kills a lot of them inside as well. But yeah, the, the whole thing is stupid. It's um it's a it's um it's um. <clears throat> Like if we go back and look at all, like if we go back and look at all the, um, the 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 type of films that we've seen over the years, whether it's a, whether it's a uh, robotic skeleton who travels back in time to kill a uh, to kill the sa- to kill the savior of mankind, um, whether we're looking at a uh, gigantic intelligent shark that that's that becomes big enough to actually take down a ship, whether we're looking at like, uh, whether we're looking at. Um, space wizards who uh use uh telekinesis to 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 choke people and like um and and wield around um lasers on sticks like movies can be anything and it's just weird now that all of a sudden like uh we're talking about how goofy comic book movies are so i, I think it's pretty stupid i loved how uh, samuel laid it down though and i'll stop it there because you know i could fucking go on about this forever i think you brought up a good point and uh, even with older movies, right? Like, you have movies like Get Out, you have movies like uh, Quiet Place that still make a lot of money, right? But even back in the day, yep. before comic book movies were really prominent on the big screen, 
Um, you have you had your normal blockbuster action films. You know, the Rambos, the Last Action Heroes, you know, that always grossed a lot of movies. It's just those aren't as popular and they've been replaced now with comic book movies. But if you look at comic book movies, they're still that big blockbuster action film. So uh, it, nothing's really changed. <laughs> I, I don't understand yeah. why why there's there's so much crying outside of that they're making more money uh, exactly and i yeah. i wonder if like i wonder if some people found out stuff if they found out stuff like road to perdition is actually a comic book uh movie i wonder if they would have the same um response for something like that yeah man i love road it to is perdition. yeah it's fucking weirdos man byb your thoughts um, so coming from a different side of the spec, I've really just came to appreciate superhero movies probably within the last 10 to 15 years. I always felt everything I watch had to be so serious. It had to be some type of drama or a thriller or something about a serial killer. At the point I'm at in life now, I want to balance. I love that fantasy. I love that fun side of it. So I've come to appreciate them. People are going to have their opinion. They're going to knock it no matter what it is. So it is what it is. Awesome. Good points. Good points. Anything else anybody else wants to add to this before we move on? Nope. Nope. Move on. <laughs> move on. <That's> right. <laughs> you don't want me to get started again. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of, I won't call it uh, karma, but um, shout out real quickly to Streamer Reloaded, who actually brought this first story to my attention. So uh, let's let's read it um, real quickly. So uh, custom beast, uh, custom PC builder Artesian Builds got demolished on Twitter last week after a small streamer complained that the company denied her sweepstakes prize based on the size of her Twitch following. Giveaway sponsors Intel was displeased with Artesian, as was the considerable portion of the internet. The streamer's complaint was re- retweeted eight thousand times. Artesian's CEO later apologized for that reason or others, and the company may have sold its uh, last PC. So we'll go into a little bit further, but just to give people an idea, Artesian PCs, basically builders like you would get like from like, you know, Dell, you go to them, you build your PC, you, you know, online, and they ship big building and they ship it to you. And they're not as big as a lot of companies, but they had a partnership with a lot of Twitch streamers, where if you were part of their um, ambassador program, you got a special link. You put that link into your Twitch page. People follow that link to their page, and you get a little bit of you know kickback from it if they you know choose to build a PC from it. Um, so this uh, lovely Twitch streamer uh, did all the things that she needed to do. She put the link on. She entered the contest. She became an ambassador. They had they won and on live like an actual live tweet. The uh, gentleman here pictured in the middle, who's the uh, owner of the company. Started looking at her and he's like, oh man, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. And he started looking at her followers, seeing that she didn't have as many followers um, as I guess a, what he would consider deem, you know, b- actual Twitch streamers. Then he started to look at the uh, metrics for her link, seeing how many people were clicking on the link from her page, which uh, evidently was zero. So people who were going to streamer were, didn't click on the link to buy a PC. So, she, so they were like, you know what? We're gonna have to pass. She's not big enough. She's not worth it. Let's find another PC streamer. And of course, she she asked why. She won the sweepstakes. She did everything that she had to do. They denied her of her PC. Intel, which is of course a big chip processor, didn't like it. Um, a few days, um, they said, and a lot of people just, a lot of blowback from it. 
So um, later on, Artesian Bill said a few days that they said they were looking into potential employee-led uh, buyout of the company, but now the company is shut down indefinitely. Artesian Bill is based out of San Francisco, reported in an eastern U.S. office, which deals with the bulk of its PC building activity, employed between 40 and 50 people before they were laid off last night, according to Gamer Nexus. Um, most people think that it's because of what happened, which might have had a little bit of an impact. But the, the main thing was, which uh, one of the things Streamer Reloaded brought up, is that they had a lot of uh, tax issues. Uh, clearly, they were doing something funny when it came to the IRS. And we all know mm -hmm. the IRS don't play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't play. <laughs> so um, some people are, you know, celebrating. It's always sad, you know, when people lose their jobs. But um, I'm not going to lie. You know, their, their, their owner, their CEO, he was an ass. And I, and I mean, right on live public television, he just made an ass out of himself for no fucking reason. Um, and that's really much all I got to say with it. Uh, with it, I'll, I'll give it to you, uh, Beers, first. Uh, your thoughts on this whole uh, Artesian uh, PC bills getting shut down? It's shitty because it's one of those things that, like, didn't. It's one of those things where it's like, um, like um not to have this this go into a, a whole nother subject where we we talk about um like the the whole we know it's a business so they want to they want to get it under a streamer that they feel is going to like increase their their business amount but it's like hey like you sell the sweepstakes just follow your own rules like uh like give out the prize uh, the one that you're supposed to give and even if you are um like um even if you are swimming under debt and this was like your your last hail mary to try to get out of everything like still do do the right thing that that pc is not going to cost you that much money like uh if you if you wanted a big person to have it right from the jump you should have worked out a deal with a bigger for bigger streamer agreed and a lot of those bigger streamers who were under their partnership the you know they were forced to ask you know to talk on it and a lot of it was all negative towards artesian like Nick Merckx came out and he's like, he didn't slam him, but he was like, what the guy said, the CEO was foul. It wasn't right. Um, and they should have given her the PC. Like a lot of people yeah. said the same thing. They weren't going to sign because, you know, they all got partnerships with them. They're not trying to screw that up. But they will, you know, they're going to they're going to say what they're going to say. You know, it's, it was bad. And there's no other way to look at it. What was the value of the PC again? I'm not even sure. It probably wasn't even that much. Yeah, because I mean, even if it's like, even if it was like a thirteen hundred dollar rig or something like that, you gonna fucking sink a whole company over that amount? Yeah, evidently, evidently. Man, I don't know, man. I'm I'm in the wrong business. I'm like I'm like I'm not fucking dumb enough to make the amount of money that people make or something like that. Oh man, uh, BYB, your thoughts? <laughs> I'll keep it short and sweet. When it comes to money and business, it's a dog eat dog world. So. Hey, can't argue. Nope. But that dog ate itself. That's all I'm about to do. That it did. <laughs> uh, Zesco in chat says, it would have been better for them to eat the cost of the PC and give it to her and get some free PR. Uh, if they want to, one of the bigger fish, they needed to uh, then uh, retune their sweepstakes verbiage and requirements after this. I agree. That I, I can't even argue with that. You know, the person won, give them what they needed, and then uh, let it be, you know, give her what she want, and then retool it. It's not that hard. It's, it's, it's really not that hard. Ish. Ish. 
All right, so uh, last thing I'll switch over to a regular podcast because I don't have anything for it. But we've been we've been reviewing and breaking down Slaughterhouse. Well, blech, the rise oh. and fall of Slaughterhouse because it's not really Slaughterhouse without the four members, uh, Joel and Crooked's uh, new uh, album that came out. Well, it came out today, and um, I'll start off with you, BYB. If you got a chance to listen to it, what you think of the uh, the album? Um. Okay. So. Yeah, I listened to it this morning. Um, listened to it before work, on my way to work. Listened to it while I was at work. Um, I think Ghostface had an album called Supreme Clientele. Well, mm-hmm. this album should be called Supreme Garbage. Damn. Um, I think they need to just, you know, get rid of the whole Slaughterhouse name. And if Joel and Crook are going to do their own thing, then that's what they need to do. Okay, the lyrics are there. They're lyricists. You can't knock that. But it's one of those situations, and this is coming from the aspect of because I'm a beat maker. Some of the beats are trash. Some of them are great. Some of the songs sound like they were recorded in Dr. Dre's studio. Some of the songs sound like they were recorded in someone's basement. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're wearing, you went to Men's Warehouse and bought you a new three-piece suit, but with that three-piece suit, you put on a pair of dirty work boots. That's how this project looks to me. But I can say by the end of the day, this project sounded a whole lot better after I listened to RZA and Capadonna's new album, which was trash. So. <laughs> well, Capadonna's still putting out records? Yeah, it was, it was total garbage. So. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have Ghost and Ray come on to save him. Nah, I don't, even, I don't even think they would have hopped on that album with him. That album was trash. <laughs> but you know, I still give Slaughter. I, I still give Crook and Joe their props. I mean, like I said, the lyrics were there, but mm-hmm. I just on the production side, I just so, wasn't feeling it. Got yeah, you. No, I mean that's fair, right? That's how I felt with uh, their second Slaughterhouse album. I love the lyrics, but the the beats the production was just like i was like i was like this doesn't even sound like hip-hop like who made this <laughs> yeah like, you found out the m, m yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah and it all yeah, made sense yeah, then right yeah, yeah. Was like, this is trash man but yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah beers what's your thoughts on all of it i was just gonna say their mixtape um on the house was way better than the second album or you haven't heard that one yet huh no i haven't but what's your thoughts on the okay. uh, slaughterhouse thing um it's, I, I give it a solid B. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel that some songs should have been left out, and they should have just went with with a, if they had just if they just made it a solid straight EP, then like I feel that it would have uh, it would have it would have gotten an A or A plus from me. And then there was some song. It's like I feel that since this is supposed to be our closure album, like you could tell they were holding back from saying certain things. They give you like little small tidbits, but like, it's not, like I really wanted this, this album's called the, the rise and fall of slaughterhouse. I wanted to hear the whole entire story. Yep. And then it's like, when you got, when you got into the ending song, um, the, the sorry song, yes. it feels like they were going to finally go there, but that shit, this, the track is so fucking short. And I'm like, I'm wait. I'm like I'm listening, and I'm like, yo, that that's heavy. And then I'm waiting for another verse, and then nothing comes. And like, I don't get closure from the album. I get more disappointment, especially knowing that Damn. they had like Justice League, and they had Ill Mind, and they had Q Tip in the studio for a uh, Glass House. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get to fucking hear the fruits of that. It it, it was also yep. interesting um, hearing things like how uh, we come to find out the whole time when they kept telling fans that. 
Just Blaze is still mixing the album. That was all a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glass house, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I wanted I wanted to hear more stuff like that. Like the other stuff that was like just typical rap stuff that didn't have nothing to do with the the group or anything like that. They should have left those uh, those songs. Damn off. man, you 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 took what I was going to say, man. <laughs> I went before you, damn it. But no, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it said. Like, um, I heard I was listening to it. I was like, oh man, this is good. Going through different ones, I'm like, yeah, this is not bad. This is not bad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hearing the different, um, especially for uh, vacancy, hearing the new lyrics uh, that they cut out originally in vacancy and then they extended it. I was like, okay, this is dope. And then um, I got to a couple of songs. I'm like, this doesn't really fit. Well, at least what they were trying to say. And I was like, okay. But to me, when I thought about it, I thought that we were going to hear um, a lot of just everything, right from. Like the start of it, coming together, how they were in the studio, you know, where they got to the point of the height of, you know, a slaughterhouse itself. Um, and then the, then, tell, then the second half of the album would be the breakup, the issues with Joe Budden, you know, retirement. Royce not wanting to do stuff without Joe Budden, you know. And it was like you, you would get them, them Joe Budden distance here and there, but that was that was it, right? After that, it was like, eh. But yeah, so it was, it was really, um, it was upsetting, uh, at least from my standpoint, because it seemed like there was a lot of tracks, and I wasn't sure, like, I listened to it, and I was like, are these tracks that were supposed to be on Glass House that never got released, so they brought them in on this, you know, um, like the Mama track and a couple of the other ones, so I was like, were these just tracks, you know, from another CD that they never got, and they just put it in there, or they, were they just trying to fill out the album because they didn't have any more content? Um, because it seemed like it was pretty quick, because uh, they because from this point they they said they started I guess they started putting this album together once um, uh, Royce and uh, uh, Lupe were beefing, and then that was when Crooked was trying to get everybody together because everybody's like oh bring back Slaughterhouse to go against Lupe and Mickey Fax and whoever else they were you know bringing into it. So, and that, of course, all fell through, and we saw that through uh, Crooked's tweets. So, I mean, I enjoyed the CD. It's, it's not, you know, there's there's some bangers. There's definitely some bangers in it. But um, it's it, it was not as good as I thought it was going to be, but um, I'm not fully disappointed. And, um, you, yeah. You brought, up a, you brought up another good point. Like, we actually talked about that, like, and but hearing it come from Crook's mouth was great, where he was basically saying that he actually had a, a diss song ready as soon as uh, the Lupe thing happened. But then he was like, am I really going to allow an outside force to be the reason yep. that got us all back in the booth together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So that was crazy to hear also. Let me add one. Let me add one last point. Um, yeah. I just I just hold Slaughterhouse to a higher standard, and I was just disappointed by this. Um, my favorite song from Slaughterhouse was Microphone, and if I don't yeah. hear them oh, coming yes. like <laughs> if yeah. I don't hear them coming like that, then I'm disappointed. So, hey, I can't knock that. Oh man, that was that was a good song. I love I love it. For our next our next topic, this is our big topic. I guess you could say for the week itself. And um, what we need to do is we're going to talk about, as I said before, racism. <laughs> <laughs> so um, most people in the, in the in the U.S. know um, 
no uh, Ryan Coogler. Uh, Ryan Coogler is, of course, the director of Black Panther. He directed Creed, Fruitvale Station, a lot of uh, great movies, you know, that have coming out, that came out, um, so forth. And you know, he was the head and, of course, the uh, director of a lot of those. And of course, he wrote a lot of them. So most people should know, especially after Black Panther, should know who Ryan Coogler is, at least by name, right? Um, so Ryan Coogler, just like any other person wanted to go out and go to the bank, you know, and get money. And uh, he went to the bank teller, he had his mask on, you know, COVID, he had his glasses on, um, he had a piece of paper with the amount of money that he need to pull us uh, for a specific person, which we'll get into, he'll talk about. And um, he put his card into the actual reader, his debit card, the teller asked for it. He put it, his debit card in, he entered his pin, he handed the, uh, his ID, she had his first ID, handed ID, she went into the back, and then all of a sudden, the cops got involved, pulled out guns on him, locked him up. Um, for what? Evidently, pulling money out of your bank is uh, trying to steal money from a bank. So, um, what we're going to do real quickly is, we're going to go play real quick two videos from um, TMZ. Uh, we're going to let them play real quickly. Uh, which will give us first the actual arrest, um, how it came out, and then, of course, what happened from um, Kugler's uh, perspective. And without further ado, here we go. Hey, sir. Hey, man. Do me a favor, man. Come this way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put your hand in your back. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Is there any reason you're doing this, bro? Give me one second. Hold yeah. on. Is that him with the green flag? No, sir. Hey, what's up? Two or four, one, the other thing. Fellas, fellas, I really should do it, you know what I mean? What's going on, my man? Trying to pull money on my arm. You said what? Yeah, what's up? This your phone? Yeah, sir. You have ID on you? I, I got, I got everything on. Where? With the, with the thing, with the thing I'm trying to explain to you right now, sir. You not, you not listening to me? I'm listening. You come on my right side. I got a badge on, hanging off my, hanging off my head. My work badge. It'll tell you everything about me. And if you just run my name, you will understand why you should take me off these cuffs. Mm -hmm. You can, you cannot do it. This but is your name. It's gonna be really bad for you. Yes, okay. That's my okay. name. So Ryan Cogler. Okay. C O O G L E R. Just put it in Google. The baby nurse, the, the, the Filipino woman I was in the back seat. Did y'all have her detained right now? Yes, she's being detained at this point. All right, uh, can you, uh, did the officers explain what's going on while we're out here? Not really, man. All right, so we got a yeah, call I, I, base. I, I, heard that, I heard somebody ask me if I passed a note. Uh, yeah. This might have been one of these so, dudes with. So ba basically, we got a call, and uh, from what we got the call, it seems like someone was trying to rob the bank. Uh, something about you passing a note to the teller, something to that effect. 
Uh, can you just tell me what's going on? Or... Yeah, bro. I'm... It's, a, it's, a, it's a medical assistant that works in my house that prefers me paid in cash. Every time I make a withdrawal to pay her, you know, because it's a, a large amount, she works a lot. Yeah. You know, if I if I don't if I don't write down on a note how much I went out, and then I don't want it ran through the money counter right there at the desk, the whole bank ends up looking at me because they just hearing money going through the money through the account, and I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe getting money out like that. So every time I go to withdraw it, you know, I, I put that I put the amount the account I want to take out of, gotcha. and I put my own card in, and then they and then they usually take I me mean, out like always oh, just just get the get the money from me. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, I, I, I don't understand so what's, you, you what's going make, on. You make, well, that's, like I said, that's the reason why we're out here, and that's the reason why we detained everybody, because we didn't know exactly what was going on. So you make but I was these, trying, but I, but I mean, I, I got to be honest with you, man. Y'all yeah. never, like, y'all never asked me. Before, before, yeah, well, unfortunately, we, in, in those situations. You, you know Where's your ID? In this pocket? And we got one more video from his perspective, which we'll play right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. And, and, and my team shit, and my baby nurse is getting thrown in the back of the car, bro, handcuffed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a problem. I need, I need everybody's name. Right. I need everybody's name. You know what I'm saying? And I need to find out who made that call in there. Yeah. Okay. You know it I mean? came from the bank. Yeah. From the bank. I need to find out who made the that's call. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. You have all right to do so. Yeah, I got, I got. But I just want you to understand what 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 my sergeant advised you I, on the nature of the call just that's you, all i need you to understand have you ever okay? considered speaking to them before you make a transaction like that have you ever had something like this happen have i ever been arrested no 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 no, no. <laughs> wait what listen to what he's saying have listen. you ever no i am listening okay have you ever considered speaking to them about what it is you're trying to do prior to going so so can i explain something to you bro yeah. I went to CVS out here the other day to get a vaccine. I came outside and smelled like it was smoke in the, in, the, in, the, in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? While I was getting a vaccine. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck around out here, bro. Like, I'm not saying out loud how much money I'm taking up. That's, That's why I'm, I'm writing down. I'm not talking note, about I'm, speaking to somebody like that. I'm saying, no, no, I, hey, can I speak just, to just, a manager in an office somewhere? Have you ever considered I, 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 doing I'm something a, like I'm going to consider it now that y'all okay. fucking drew guns on yeah. me. I was trying to take money out. But up, okay. to, the, up to this point, Every Bank of America I've ever gone to in my entire fucking life just never happened. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so, so y'all explaining y'all perspective, right? Y'all yeah. the ones with guns and vests. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what's, what's my perspective? What's my perspective? I know you at, the, at, the, at, the, at the bank, she never said it was a fucking problem, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, I said, hey, is that going to be okay with you? She said, yeah. I put my own car in. Put my own pin in. She asked to see my ID. I gave it to her. Yeah. And she goes in the back, and I'm waiting for the, for, for the, and then the people keep coming out. Hey, they taking care of you. They taking care of you. Everything's, yeah. you know, they, they, you know just yeah. taking a little while. Next thing I, I hear fucking Glocks. Yeah. I hear Glocks getting hear pulled a, out. That's what I hear. You're a Glock. I hear Glocks getting pulled out from unholstering. Mm -hmm. Hey, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you, so you, you see my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I mean. And we'll last thing we're going to look at real quick and then we'll get everybody's opinion. Here's the letter. It says, I would like to withdraw 12000 cash from my checking account. Please do not something the money counter. Uh, someone else. I like to be discreet. So I want to bring in my other people, my two other co-hosts in.
Man comes in. He's withdrawing $12,000 cash. $12,000 cash. I'm sorry, but if you go to the bank, you don't want anybody in that bank to know you got $12,000 on you. Exactly. You're going to get robbed. So to make it discreet, he don't want them putting in the money counters. In the money counter. Yep. Where somebody's looking like, oh, this dude about to get paid. Yeah, we're going to meet him outside. You know, he just wants it to be discreet. He put he he didn't he gave her his license and put in his his debit card and punched in his pen. What bank robber is going to give you all that information? Mm -hmm. He didn't say give me all the money in safe. He said give me my money on my checking account. Yep. And I hate to say because usually a lot of times you look at and you say racism, but this was a sister who took this stuff. Because after he got arrested, she went to the cops and said good job. After they put him in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And he tried to explain it to, you know, the other cops. He's like, yo, brother, you know, da 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 And he's like, he tried to be serious. He's like, dude, look at my badge and Google me. You're making a mistake. I'm pretty famous. This is going to be blowback. And you will be sued. He ain't say you'll be sued, but trust me, you will be sued. You, Bank of America, everybody. So I'm going to come back to you guys. And I'm going to, and the, the question is simply this. How how does funding the police, as Biden said in this in this thing, <laughs> fix social images? Because this is a social image problem. This is a problem with looking at a black person, seeing the amount of money, and expecting that they're a criminal. I'll start off with you, BYB. Um, how does funding the police? It doesn't fix. It fix nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna fix anything i mean this I, I mean i know we this is a repetitive conversation but this is a racism issue i mean this man was profiled um stereotyped just because he was a black man and a bank was drawing that amount of money i mean that's all it boils down to funding the police is not gonna fix nothing uh until you get officers in this world or in these cities or in this country who have direct connections with the people and know the people, mm-hmm. you're not going to, it's never going to fix the police departments. Um, I mean, you can hire an officer from Oregon to work in the town I live in. That's hundreds of miles away. He's probably never been around my people, uh, dealt with my people or anything. So how's he going to treat us fairly or look at us as a, look at us as a equal? I mean, some of this stuff in this country or this world is just common sense. And it's sad that the president or Congress or the Senate just doesn't use common sense. But that's the world we live in. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you didn't fall for my trick question. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts on this? <laughs> on the whole thing in general, or your 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 fund the police question? Yeah, you know I mean, the fund police everything, you know. Well, yeah, you, you covered everything. This shit was um when I first heard about it, I was already annoyed because I'm like, he he wrote like basically his his he, he put this if he put he get he handed you a deposit slip. And like his his information and everything is on there, and he also gave your his ID and everything. I had no idea since um, news articles wanted to leave the other stuff out that he actually he actually put his uh, card and pin number in as well. So it's like there was no fucking reason for any of this to take place. Um, I got even more riled up with all the uh, 
the um the dingbats on uh social media who are trying to make it out that that this is fishy and this is like um this is something that normally doesn't take place like all of a sudden everybody is an expert on pulling out 12k to uh pay their bills and i'm just like um like nobody like nobody in their right mind unless you got like armed uh guards there with you nobody's gonna like nobody wants 12k counted in front of them uh in front of the the line because yeah, you're gonna get there's a good chance you're gonna get fucked up when you go to the parking lot to get back into your car it's plain and simple so like that whole thing uh bothered me a lot same as uh as byb said like adding more funds into a broken system is is only going to increase that broken system as long as we have we we have a we have a fractured uh, police force all across the country. A, a lot of a lot of them are private firms, so they really don't they really don't serve um, the they really don't serve the uh, the government that they're hired under. And um, the more mo- more money will just be uh, will go into buying more weapons, putting more boots on the ground. And as BYB just brought up, it'll it'll hire people who um, who have no uh, who have no bonds, who have no um, actual relationships with the people they're supposed to be protecting so that translates into they can give two fucks about the people they're protecting i completely agree with his assessment that he just made earlier and like the whole thing is just bullshit and it's it's one of those things like like my fucking god we are a strong people to like the the bullshit that we have to put up with day in and day out and then just to hear people like say oh you're playing the victim get over it all this sort of nonsense like a week like um a weaker group cannot like stand the 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 uh, bullshit that we have to put up with 24 24 7 every aspect of our lives and that's the truth look how they're handling this the, the minimum shit that they have now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please wear a cloth mask to protect people? My freedoms. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. So yeah, I I, me, I hear you. Well, let me, let me add one last point. I've been to a liquor store and cashed a four one k check, and I think it was maybe for two or three thousand dollars. I think I took out a loan one time. Even the liquor store clerk had enough sense to take me in the back to count the money out, and not do it in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Like, it yep. doesn't make sense. Like, I wouldn't even, if I'm if I'm getting told, to, I don't even want them coming there, coming around with a duffel bag of money and handing it to me. You know, exactly. I'm like, dude, I'll meet you out around the back. You can hand it to me. I'll put it in my car and we can go. I mean, fuck, even if you win, like, even if you win, like, a jackpot, like, a 10K jackpot at a casino, they'll actually come up to you and ask if you want if you want them to hold the money behind the counter and you can uh, take it with you um when you're ready or you want do you need a private escort to your vehicle so it's it's it's, it's a little fucking nonsense i did want to touch up on one thing even though it was a um a black woman who actually made the call on him but it just shows you that how like just because it just because it's one person of the same race profiling or doing this sort of thing doesn't mean that it's not racist it just basically shows you that the system that we're all built inside of and even people of the same race will take that take part in like that's that's just how it's built and that's how and it, it gets normalized and people think that they're doing the right thing like they said um, like tribes like tribe said every brother ain't a brother that is correct well can i ask y'all all a quick question shoot so uh us three here have we ever been guilty of profiling someone of the own race yeah probably i can say so 
Okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 ingrained it's it's ingrained in you, right? Like yeah. if I go in the, if I go into a and I'm going to use the Hollywood term, an urban section, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, I lock my doors and everything and shit like that. Yeah. Again, yeah, true. Lock your doors. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, this is built in. Everybody okay. has bias no matter what. You know, yeah, you, it's, it's just acting on it and understanding that you're acting on it or allowing it to guide your your uh, perspective. That's where the issues are. You gotcha. Right? Yeah, locking the door is one thing, but when you're like, nah, you know, you're black, this or that, you know, you know, whatever racist thing you want to do, you're Chinese or Japanese or whatever, then that's when there's a problem. Gotcha. And to be honest, to be part, you know, the one thing that really upsets me even more so than this is the fact that they took his niece, young niece, out of her car and put her in the back of a squadron. Yep. How traumatized does that have to be? Yeah, just unneeded shit for no reason. Yep. I think I think someone thought they had a promotion. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever told you guys this, but one time my my wife will attest to it. Like I actually, they actually had like security guards and shit like come up on me because I was returning bad fish at the supermarket. <laughs> wow! Yeah, wow. like. Wow. Like, you know, they pulled up. It's like, is there a problem here? I was like, oh, I'm just trying to get my fucking refund. The fish is rotten. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, uh, shit, man. I'm going to get to the comments in the section. But to your point, I've actually had a cop that was too busy running my tags uh, behind me. Meanwhile, in front of me, and this is New Year's Day. In front of me, there's a guy literally swerving from lane to lane, inside, outside lanes, cars beeping as they're trying to keep from hitting this guy. And the cop is so busy just running my tags. And when he couldn't get anything, he rolled off and went off otherwise, while the guy in front of me is still swerving between lanes. He didn't even pull him over <laughs> nothing. I'm like, really? What kind of bullshit is this? Holy shit, man. You were a suspect. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> Not the drunk guy about to run into oncoming traffic. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, so, man. real quick in chat, Zesco wrote a book. Let me see if I can catch up on this. She says, this right here boiled my blood today. Banking while black in the, is an arrestable offense. That is correct. Uh, just just put in Google. Yeah, that was pretty funny when he told the cop. He's like, yo, just take my name and put it in Google. You're going to see that you done fucked up. <laughs> uh, yes, this has to be some bullshit, and you know it. Uh, he did nothing wrong, which is 100% correct. Uh, the note said, I would like to withdraw 12K cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I like to be discreet. Yeah, like that's there's no issue with that. And uh, mm -hmm. he gave them all the information. All they had to do was check to see if he could pull the money from his account. And if he could, guess what? Shut the fuck up and give him the man his money. Yeah. And she goes to you. Let's be honest, Spirits. They probably are telling us that a black teller called the cops to try and lessen the blow against their bank. No, it's in the It's not in this video. It's in another video. Um, you can see there's a black teller who comes back to home, which is the original one. And then when they're escorting him out the bank, she's like, "Good job, good job yeah, to the cops." As their that same teller. So no, yeah, it, was, like, it was yeah, good. She was like, "Good job, boys." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, it was it was a black. It was definitely a black teller. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else y'all want to add to this this nonsense? 
Mm-hmm. You, you ended it well. It's nonsense. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just happy. One, he didn't get shot or hurt. Well, or yeah, I was going to say thing. that. How fucked up would that have been if we lost a talented person like that over withdrawing his own fucking money out of his bank, out yeah. of his account? Oh yeah, oh yeah. If that happened, do y'all think it would have been repercussions in this country? I think we would have gotten like a big, huge amount of um, protests again. Yep. But they would have just focused on like the uh, small percentage that was riots, like they normally do. Flip the script. Yeah. Yep. Always. <laughs> yep. Disney will Disney will do a remembering of of uh, Kugler and um, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his face for the for the Black Panther too, which will of course make them more money. Then uh, exactly. Biden, Biden will be like, "This is horrible," and then he'll he'll take a knee and do fucking nothing. And um, <laughs> oh man, oh man, I'm, I'm actually ashamed. I, I voted for this dude, man. Hey, I understand that you're upset, but it could have been worse. It could have been another year of Trump. And under Trump, and under Trump, it already came out that he was going to remove NATO, move U.S. out of NATO, so that Russia could get the Ukraine, and the U.S. United States was going to bomb back. And he also was talking about how he was going to take, if he was a president now during this, he would take air, he would take fighter jets, put Chinese flags on them, and have them bomb Russia yeah. and blame it on China. <laughs> yeah, like I said, be lucky that we don't have him. I understand this isn't the best, but it's not the worst. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and, and 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 I and Trump in with another season, another year would have probably took away the uh, limit to being president. He probably would have had the whole all Republicans and everybody remove that limit so that he could be a dictator and he would be in office probably indefinite. Yeah, that was his goal. Right. Now yeah. you're going to try to be King Trump. Yep. So, like I said, as much as this shit sucks, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that it could be a lot worse. <laughs> oh man, the wrong choice was made. Yep. There was ever Demo- there was ever Democrats that could have been put in office. But oh, I know, you, I, I know, I, I know, I'm, I'm I know, off it. I know, I know. <laughs> so you, better say, you better not say what I think you about to say. <laughs> oh, you know he is. You know he's, yeah. Where's Reese at? Where's Reese? <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, deny. It. I'm a Bernie guy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh. So this says laugh out loud. She feels dumb. Then doesn't she? Well, you, dude, I, I'm just I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this. We, we all know he's going to probably sell. I would. Oh, I would. Definitely. Oh, he's not going to sue. He he said that. Uh, he said that Bank of America. Um, they they talked everything out with him, and they have uh they they have made um. Uh, I forgot the words that he used, but basically he said he's satis- he satisfied with the, the resolution that they provided to him. I don't know if that meant um, like firing the uh, woman and the manager who worked there or if like uh, he doesn't need money. So I don't know. No don't more fees he, or higher yeah. percentage or some shit. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm curious what, what, the, what the resolution was that they discussed to actually keep him there as a customer and to not have him actually sue for this experience. But he says he's well, you know uh, it's good. You know what? On a side note, about a week ago, I know this is totally different, totally different genre and everything. But Boosie had a problem with Bank of America. He was trying to withdraw some money out of his account, and they wouldn't let him. He gave him debit card numbers, pin numbers, everything, and 
he was having a hard time getting money. Bank of America is not looking real good right now. They were already super shitty, so I'm surprised that he even had his money in there. Like, these are <laughs> these are the same fucking people who was going around making fake mortgages on people and shit. Uh, so no, sir, like, sir, I, sir, yeah. sir, sir, that was Wells well, Fargo. Uh, Bank of America did it as well. Was it? That was mm-hmm. Wells Fargo. I remember it was the one who got caught for it because uh, I had Wells Fargo and they sent out letters and all this other shit on it. Yeah, actually, got um, my information was used and I got a small little twenty dollar uh, payment. Don't you feel good now? Yeah, man. Uh, every everything that I get, everything that I'm a part of, I get a settlement of ten to twenty dollars. <laughs> everything. Oh fuck, man. My old college. Wells Fargo, all sorts of good shit. And then there was when everybody got fucked by um, Experion, and it was like, we'll offer you a free year of our premium service. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. God, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. Zesco wants to know, did you get your college settlement? That, that's another one I got like $20 for. There you go. Uh, Zesco also <laughs> says, free banking for life. Plus a sweet percentage on savings, maybe uh, firing the teller and the officers. That's at least what she thinks it might happen. And she goes, "When was Bank of America good?" There Never. you go. There you go. Maybe he. Maybe after this, now he has a private line, so it's like when he's coming to to draw something, he'll basically uh, maybe he gets a VIP treatment. They'll take him right directly to the back and withdraw his money and everything, so he doesn't have to go through this shit no more. Does he have it with every Bank of America? Because like if he's somewhere else. <laughs> And he's got to go to Bank of America and do this. Maybe he has to call ahead of time. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. It is for your own fucking money. Uh, yeah. Are you, are you, are you ready for um, the tweet from our, our prophet himself, Kevin Sorbo? Yes. The great, the great Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> All right. The great, the great Kevin Sorbo. All right. We had a cane. We had a cane tweet from last week. That was a five out of five. Let's see how uh, Mr. Sorbo does with his tweet today. And here we go. Source, Twitter, from the mind of Kevin Sorbo, March 5th, 2022. While Ukraine fights to defend itself from one of the world's largest armies, the U.S. Army is training its officers on gender identity. Well, at least we have our priorities, right? Beer sure can score. <laughs> Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came with the he came with the deflect. Like he fought you. He fought. He made you think he was gonna go one way, where he was gonna talk about like the like what's happening in Ukraine. But then he he shifted it back to the U.S. He dropped some of his like uh he dropped some of his uh bigotry towards a minority group. So you know what? Actually, that that was a good pivot by him. So I'm gonna I'm up that up to a four out of five. Awesome, awesome. Good There's job, a lot of texture Kevin. in it. Good job, good job. Kevin. Good job. <laughs> I know you can fucking do it. Good job. <laughs> this concludes our tweets from Kevin Sorbo. Oh man, y'all ready for that? What the fuck of the week? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, folks. Here we go, and we go to Daily Mail. My boyfriend meets. Needs my husband can't. A pregnant, pregnant polymorous mom, 28, insists dating multiple partners has made her marriage stronger, claiming jealousy has helped them communicate more. Alex Watts, 28, from Central Valley, California, met her husband, Christopher, 
at a swingers event, there goes your first flag, uh, following the breakdown of her first marriage. She says she felt something was missing from her first relationship. So she and Christopher, 35, got together. They agreed to date other people. Now the couple has been married for four years and expecting their fourth child together in May. However, Alexis has a boyfriend. She has been dating the other man whose name has been kept hidden two years now and said it helps her communicate better with her husband. Alexis claimed that her lack of monogamy has strengthened her relationship with Christopher since her boyfriend meets needs her husband can't. As for Christopher, he is currently casually dating, but he doesn't have a long-term partner yet, while Alexis's boyfriend also has a different wife. Alexis admitted that although she and Christopher do get jealous of their partners sometimes, the emotion only made them grow in the long run. Before I get into this, I'm going to let you know one thing. They asked Christopher about the children, and he literally admitted that he doesn't even know if the children are his, which is the messed up whole part of all of this. All right, let's go. Let's read the article. That was the cliff notes. Let's read it. I started swinging and met my husband where we spoke about polymory and it was like magic. It just made sense. My boyfriend meets uh, needs my husband can't for example he's a therapist so we have deeper conversations in fact we were intimate for a very long time because our emotional connection was so strong the mama three who works as a mental health therapist wants people to know that polymory is not about sex people think polymory is about sex but it isn't it's about relationships and having more love to give we're not walking around in red heels and lipsticks trying to take your partner we only want concerning parties there you go. <laughs> Let's admit that although she and Christopher do get jealous, sometimes emotion can only make their make them grow in the long run. She shared, we get jealous. We're human. It's natural emotion. It doesn't have to be bitter and defensive emotion. It's how you deal with it. It's how you deal with it. That's important. It's, it's made us grow as we learn how to communicate around, around it. It's essential to identify what makes you jealous and what you need from your partner is quite therapeutic. Christopher is currently casually dating, but he doesn't have a long-term partner. Duo stated that their family will always come first and that they are not planning to, on having uh, children with other partners, although they may have a wife in their home at some point uh, who they both date. Alexis's boyfriend is also married with another woman, and both he and his wife have relationships with Alex, Alexis's kids. She added, my boyfriend is involved in my life, my kids lives and isn't responsible for them he's like a fun uncle even his wife loves my kids and help us look after them she's so excited when i bring them around <laughs> he's like a fun uncle yes he's a fun <laughs> uncle they don't have kids yet but when they do we'll help them as much as they help us we're like a huge family so added support that comes with uh, polyamory makes the pregnancy easier. Alexa often tries to use social media to educate people of her unusual lifestyle. I get a lot of comments and questions about my lifestyle. Some people are judgmental, but it's because they don't understand what polyamory is. She said, I always respond with kindness and encourage people to ask questions in a polite way. I didn't have the vocabulary for polyamory when I was growing up as I was raised in the Southern Baptist uh, community. My family are supportive. They were focused, they were confused and wanted to make sure it was in the phase but first, at first, but they're on board now. I lost one set of grandparents, but that wasn't due to Palomori. It was because my husband is black. 
Okay, we wanted to teach others about the lifestyle and make make it more accepted. I'm gonna go with you, Beards. Oh, Palomori's not bad, but what do you what do you yeah. what do you think of all this? That's a lot. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the racism twist at the end. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> they, they, oh, she pulled shit. the M Night out of nowhere. I was expecting that. Oh, oh shit. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, you know, if they if they somehow can make this complicated system work, more power to them. It it, it doesn't even sound like it's working on paper. Like it, it sounds like they're like a um, a straw breaking point from just falling apart. But if they're somehow yeah. making it, if they're somehow making it work, uh, more power to them. I the part I don't like though is the whole I don't even know really know if the kids are mine because that's kind of fucked up the situation to bring your kids into yeah like not knowing if their dad is their actual dad or if it's or if it's their uh their their mom's swing partner yeah and yes that part's fucked up but other than that like yeah if they if it's working more power to them byb um you're dealing with a whole group of people here who need feats in their ass this is only going to end in somebody getting murdered um well, damn. <laughs> I just, I, it's, I mean, the whole story sounds like, remember uh, those pinhouse confidential letters? You know, you would buy those books and it'd be. Oh, a yeah, book. back in the day. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And th- this just sounds like it's going to be on an episode of Dateline, yeah. uh, Polly Mary or whatever murders. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh man! At least it's I, not Mrs. Shabusiness. <laughs> oh god! I got no comment uh, for it. You, you know, you said you don't even have anything to add. To it. No, I don't have anything to add, man. <laughs> was you was you thrown off by the twist at the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost my grandparents. Not because they it's died. Not because of the poly. It's because he's black. Because he's black. <laughs> Just had to have one brother. Why in the pink shirt up there? He looked like Rick Ross in that picture. <laughs> Just making me think of that video again. I gotta cut these trees down for my animals. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, man. When they said they met at a swingers event, I already knew what was gonna happen. That told me I, everything I needed to know. Yeah, the kids look a lot of different mixtures there. So who knows? Once you get more power to them. <laughs> Yep, definitely more power to him. All right, that that definitely concludes the show. I want to say thank you to my guests, uh, BYB. Thank you for joining the show, man. Tons of fun. Hope you have fun. All right, thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed it, and hopefully this is not the last time. I'll see y'all next time. Yep, yep. good shit, man. And Beards, thank you as always for uh, being on the show. Of course, of course. Uh, real quickly, I don't think uh, I'm not sure, but BYB, I'll just offer it to you. Uh, is there if if you forget for those listening, is there uh, anything you want to promote? Beats? Uh, do you have any uh, any contacts you want to leave for people? Any of that stuff? No contacts. Just want to give some good words out to people. You know, uh, everybody just keep your head up. Everybody stay humble and everybody stay healthy. COVID is real. I'm recovering from COVID right now. I think I'm dealing with long COVID effects. So everyone just be safe because it's it's no fun. Want to tell everybody be safe and healthy. Completely agree. One hundred. Yeah, sorry about the long yeah, COVID, man. That definitely. shit fucking sucks. 
definitely. Did you have anything like um, that you wanted to recommend, like a movie, book, anything like that? Thank you. I forgot that. Thank you, sir. No problem. Nah, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beards, uh, tell people where they can find you and any recommendations since I forgot uh, that you have. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Scorpio Report uh, or Bitsaki, that is B I T S A K E. Either one of those will get you to my Twitter handle. You can find me on Instagram at Bitsaki, that is B I T S A K E. My rec- recommendation for this week is Ranking of Kings. It is, um, it's a cool anime that's out right now on um, Funimation and Crunchyroll. And like it's uh, got very whims- a whimsical uh, design. But like even with that said, there's, it deals with a lot of serious moments that you wouldn't even expect for a cartoon that's drawn that way. Uh, the animation is pretty good also. Like um, I've had a blast watching it and in our uh, watch party group so far. Can't wait to see the... Uh, can't wait to see more of it so that's my recommendation for this week all right thank you very much uh my name is mobies well my name is khan you can find me on twitter under mobies m-o-e-b-e-s uh, my recommendation is a recommendation once again that you do not watch the king's man apostrophe yes the king's man <laughs> this is one of the worst movies ever made and i i don't know what the hell is the matter with matthew vaughn but once again do not watch the king's man you've been warned if you watch it then you know you suffer the penalty you know but do not watch the king's uh man please don't <laughs> real quickly we record every friday here on twitch.tv under uh, arngm twitch.tv slash arngm come be part of the conversation here every friday uh 10 p.m eastern and real quickly byb i'll start off with you sir do you have any fuck yous for the week that you want to give out to anybody I hate to say this, but I want to give a fuck you out to Capadonna for that whack ass. <laughs> there you go. Good job. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Beards, <laughs> you got any abuse? Uh, I want to give a, a fuck you to the uh, the bank teller and the manager who almost got Coogler uh, killed over withdrawing money from his own, his own account. Fuck both of you. I hope you have a very horrible day. There we go. There we go. There we go. Awesome. And I actually have none for this week. I'm actually going to take a break. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. (laughs) I mean, I I could give one to Tucker Carlson, but, you know, I'm not going to give any more attention to him. (laughs) Just just know that it's always every Friday. There's always one guarantee for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never run out of those when when you're talking about him. Nope. For all those listening, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for those who came in on Twitch. Thank you, Zez, all the lurkers. We appreciate you. We'll be back again next Friday with another episode number 92. Until then, remember, folks, shoot the shit, don't be shit. Peace out, everybody. Peace.